And we're live. Hello and welcome everybody. Hopefully you're having a great goddamn day. Welcome back to another episode of Crypto Yams, the podcast for your sources of information for crypto and altcoins and overlooks and all the things. I'm just kidding, but we appreciate you. Thanks for coming back. Welcome back to another Wednesday edition. Today I'm joined by a few people actually. We got Jay as always. We got Trend Espresso, our coding guy from the background, and we also have Pio on the show today. So welcome, everybody. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, let's yeah. chat about this. Excellent. So, I mean, obviously, let's uh, kind of start diving deep into what we saw overnight. Bitcoin taking kind of a plunge, jumping back into the 30,000, 500 region. And yeah, what do we expect uh, the next couple of days? And and what does this mean for us? Um, Jay, if you want to you want to give us your you know, I know you're going to be bearish here, but <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, do you, are you sure you want my two cents? <laughs> it, you know, because I, I got, I got to put it out there, you know, because when, once you get it, you know, you can't, can't have it back. So, um, yeah. So I, I think, uh, as long as we're in the same range we've been in for, let's see, go back to the 10th of May. So it's been three weeks. We've been in the same range. Until Bitcoin can close over 32,600, literally just 33,000, go for 33, right? Go for broke with the big bad 33,000, then cool. Then I think we could see some more upside. But until that happens, I, I, I don't see, I don't see it happening. That's, that's our, that's our range. That's our resistance spot. Um, and uh, right now I literally think we're just bouncing between like, 28.6 and I guess we got up to like about 32,000 you know earlier but still right yeah the range has been in here since the uh, 12th of May mm-hmm. so just passing over two weeks and even then uh, if you look on the 10th there on, I, I, I can see your screen there if you look on the 10th I, I personally consider uh, that the range um, if you were to go to like the highest point there if you look on my screen I got a. I have a wick on it on the four-hour time frame here. Yep. The highest point in that retracement, um, pretty much. So it's like thirty-two-six is what I have as our top here, personally. But of right. course, it's always you know it's variable. But that's the way I see it, at least. Absolutely. And I mean, you'd be yeah, you'd be bang on. We talked about thirty-two-five, thirty-two-six for so mm-hmm. long as being that major support level, um, and as soon as we did break through. You know, we had a very hard crackdown and then we came right back into that and built the range. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that we were having all this trouble getting above that level. Yeah, we flipped it. That's the thing. We flipped it. It was it was supported like thirty three thousand for quite a while, you know, and like that was our initial fall off point months ago. And we found support at like thirty three thousand. So it's kind of like we just flipped that support. Into resistance a little bit, right? Kind of makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. And I mean, this last test up into here could be acting as a, you know, a retest rejection. And I would say that if we do get the higher low here, we don't break below 29 and we can hold the market structure. Um, and we do get the higher, again, the higher low converging wave for the divergences that we've been stacking. 
Um, but we we end up getting up here and we reject again, there's a much higher chance of not playing out that converging wave and instead acting more of like some sort of double top in the medium term, triple top in the more midterm macro. And then break out the bulls. Exactly. And then breaking through. Because the thing is, is we're pinched right now between a major, major support of 30,000 and a midterm macro resistance at 32.5, right? Like 30, 30K has been our baseline on the daily, you know, for essentially since going back to almost 2020. And we've had, you know, pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. This, this zone is like our <clears throat> make or break moment. Like, are we going to stay up in this range of the macro or are we going to fall back into the previous range levels? Right. Like this is what's holding us here. And if we can't hold this, which I mean, again, there's a lot of signs between the money flow, the divergences, um, the, the weekly kind of starting to turn back up and around here. You know, of course, there's going to be some stipulation uh, kind of like shenanigans at this level, because I just don't believe that people think that we're actually going to go up. Right. Like the 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 longs right now are a joke. So. Yeah, I, I really like there is a good chance that we do turn around here in the midterm macro and more of the macro, but we need to see some confluence back that up. We need to see the bulls, you know, get their get their balls back. Like right now, they've just been branded. Yeah, that sentiment is just so bad. Exactly. But it doesn't always matter, right? Like retail doesn't move the market. Market makers mm. and, 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 and big money moves the market retail just kind of follows along like the little fish of you know, schools of fish attention all billionaires buy bitcoin <laughs> too late they're already buying yeah they bought ages ago what am i talking yeah. about but i want to extend the question to uh po and trend if you guys have an opinion on this or i know you guys aren't really you know like super ta guys but i'd love to have some opinions from a differing spot well, i think for the short term it's pretty difficult to be to be bullish. Uh, I mean, I, I'm more of like a swing trader and macro guy myself. Um, so, you know, the, the thing that I'm paying attention to a lot is like the weekly chart, the daily chart. Um, you know, I'll see, I'm showing my screen right now on the weekly chart. You know, I drew in these lines, uh, I don't even know, uh, maybe six months ago or something like that. Uh, we're definitely Bitcoin's more bearish than I thought it was going to be. I thought you would, we were for sure going to see a rally beyond 50,000. Uh, and then from there, you know, down over time um but you know yeah we're, we're already down to uh whatever this is the 200 week moving ema i th i mean i think that we're not that far i guess it's not showing me the exact number but i think that we're i think that's actually not quite right what's on the chart i think the 200 week ema is is more like 22 right 23 something like that i believe so yeah higher like yeah 24? maybe yeah i'll double check right now actually cool and i i know that there's there's other you know i built out this chart so that there's like other signals in here uh, this is really just macro stuff uh but like when the weekly uh or the i guess this is bi-weekly macd crosses up or down um when it starts to when it crosses down and then especially when it gets below a uh, a zero read there the histogram that's that's a good sign that you know we we've entered bear market territory um, but even when it just crosses down a lot of the, the, those signal the previous high as the market cycle top. Um, and we saw that in 2021. And we also saw the, um, I think this is a six month RSI, I'm pretty sure. We saw it peak out at the bullish control zone. And now it's come all the way back down to whatever this is, like 35 or so. Um, 
and you also see that Wolfpack here on the weekly is is down. I mean, it's it's like pretty it's it's sloped up, but it's pretty heavily underneath the the zero line before you know it would cross up. And then you have like the logarithmic curves and everything showing historical support resistance, kind of um, mostly support because there's a lot more data points for the green there at the bottom, like where the market's bottomed out, kind of. Yeah. Um, but you can see that I mean on those log curves, you know, we're already at the we're we're underneath the green. So I, I think that that to me that reads that probably there's going to be further downside. We're going down to that 200 week moving average over time. It's not going to happen like tomorrow. Not probably not going to happen in a month or two. You know, it's going to take quite a, a while to play out. Um, but that's kind of what I what my projection is like longer term. I'd be looking for support in that low 20,000s area. Um, and I think there's a, there's other uh, elements macro wise that play into this. The the war going on, the stock market not doing so well. Um, I mean, NASDAQ put in a lower low over this past month, and now it's, I'm not sure what this is. I don't know if this is going to like be a, just a, basically a small rally and then reject, come back, you know, make another lower low to form like a, a really weak lower high, or if this is going to continue on and, you know, either which way, if it, it, let's say that this is the macro low, I mean, that's on NASDAQ, that's going to take quite a while to play out. I think you're looking at like six to eight weeks to even have a clue if that's if that's going to be a macro low. And I, I, I just think that Bitcoin isn't going to go into any kind of significant euphoria upside potential until the stock market stabilizes. I think that's really going to set the stage for that. Short term, though, I mean, you guys are way more dialed in than I am. Uh, I, I, I To me, it wouldn't make any functional difference if Bitcoin got up to like even 38,000. I think that, you know, that might, you'd start to think, okay, maybe there's going to be more of a midterm thing going on. This isn't just a short-term move, right? But as far as from a macro perspective, ah, I think, you know, there's there's a lot that they would have to go for that to to really flip around. Um, and, and I think getting up to anywhere, you know, even 40s wouldn't really functionally change the macro in any meaningful You're way. You're absolutely right. It would not, right? Like we essentially need to see the macro bearish divergence on the weekly invalidated you know and like we we can we could go all the way to 64 and still get a lower high on the macro right so <laughs> exactly isn't that nuts it's a a 2x rally and it's you know, it's a hundred percent rally okay well it's still not a higher high it's not right i sorry you were you using an ema or an sma 200 uh ema yeah, sorry, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Um, but the it's actually sitting up here at twenty seven thousand. So we've actually already touched the two hundred. It's not near twenty anymore. Wow. Yes. Wow. So something just to keep in mind. I mean, you know, we may actually be retesting it. And this is just another one of another thing to add to the the potential bullishness that there is here, right? Like, of course. I think that I've made it clear that we can't be completely bullish until those macro TCs and divergences actually start to to confirm. Because as of right now, it's just like, you know, it's essentially hopium. Oh, we've got another weekly bullish divergence on the Wolfpack. It's not showing up in our Liberator. It's not showing up in our money flow, right? We have lower lows in both of these. So, I mean, this 
probably isn't going to be the ulti- the ultimatum of, of turnaround action here, but at least it should, I mean, it really should get us back towards that 38k level to retest the more midterm resistance level that's sitting here before maybe then, maybe pushing through and, and retesting some of these higher levels into 48 one more time. You know, if we were to reject on a daily or a weekly of 48 again, that would be a much anticipated, you know, again, lower high, more of in the time frame of the macro, because this lower high doesn't really correlate time-wise with the previous higher highs, if that makes sense. Usually these things are very evenly, timely dispersed out. So the time it took from this high to this high is usually the same time that you'd get from this high to this next lower high. So it should put us into August. So we have one month, essentially, in my opinion, to make a decision here of whether we're going to see that much anticipated lower high converging wave for the macro. Because, you know, let's say the stock market isn't going to pick up and turn around here. It is just a fake out rally and things are going to get very bad over the next year. Then we're going to see the signs for that. Um, correlating with everything. I think the, uh, the uh, as you were saying, as we were kind of talking about before this, speaking about mainstream media or, you know, some of the bigger news organizations and, and whatnot, I think every time pretty much, I, I won't say every time, you know, that's too um, general, I suppose, but many times when they say, oh my gosh, there's another 30% down, you know, bear market confirmed, all this stuff, that news is already... You know, from a TA perspective, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, well, the bear, the bear market was really confirmed, you know, weeks ago. Yes. So I I know that you're now saying, oh, well, now that it's down 30%, it's going to go down another 30%, and now it's a bear market. I, I don't know. I kind of, it makes me bullish when I see that kind of stuff. I kind of start to think this is probably, there's probably maybe another leg down, and that's kind of the show. There's not going to be another fall off the cliff or whatever. You know, the news is behind. It's uh, similar thing, you know, oh, the bull run is up 100% confirmed bull market. Are, are you sure? Because like that, that was the bull market, that run up, you know? Um, and, and here I just, I played around with some of the numbers. I know historically when Bitcoin, when Bitcoin has gotten down to the uh, 200 week EMA, which you're right, yeah, it's coming in at like 27,100, 27,200. And uh, when it gets down there, the lowest that it's fallen below that is another 25%. We saw that in 2017, it fell like, or sorry, late 2018, it fell another like 23%, I believe. And then during the uh, COVID flash dump in March 2020, it also fell at like 20 something percent below. Uh, so if we did take 25% from our current low, that would be around 23,000. Now let me move this down, see what it is from the, the actual EMA. That'd kind of be right around 20,000, maybe 21,000 yes, even. Yes, I'm looking at the same thing. It comes in right at our 786 FIB line as well. Yeah, I, I think there's just, there's a lot of confluence to where it makes me think, if I see that number, if I see 22,000 on Bitcoin, I'm thinking that's just to me, that is looking like a great uh, long-term, long opportunity. Uh, that's not financial advice. That's just how I would interpret that. I'd look at it from a TA perspective and think, wow, you know, there's there's signal after signal that's and uh, all these patterns that we've seen, even if it wicks down to 20 or 19 or something, I mean, it's long term, that's going to be a great price, you know, three, five years in the future and stuff. That's what yeah, I would think. You'd be absolutely right. I mean, that's, you know, much more macro support down there at 20. 
I just, I just, I think you're right. Like I, the, the, the fact that all of these news agencies and whatnot, and they're all talking about the recession and bearish and all that shit. It just like, we have broken through a very major support level here, but we need a retest. We need to like get back into there between 35 and 38 and 40 and, and get a confirmed lower high. And I mean, the wolf pack on the weekly, um, if you're looking at my screen, this triangle hasn't broken yet, right? If we were to get rejected anywhere in between here, we get to 35, we reject, and then we actually break down through it. That would be enough for me to say, okay, well then yes, we're probably going to go back in towards 20 from here rather than getting a more, you know, played out lower high, which could, you know, take us up to 48 or 58 or 42, whatever. Any of these levels essentially comes in for a lower high. The good thing that, again, I see about this though, is that since we've broken that uh, midterm support up here at 38, 39, it's only, you know, it's divergence. The whole wave that broke down is was diverging from this previous low of 35. So I, I think there's a lot more time to play out more of this triangle. Bitcoin usually plays out at least 70 to 80% of it, which would put us again into the end of August. So maybe, you know, more than likely more played out before we have a true answer. For sure. And, and if you look at uh, the previous uh, lower high that we made, it was, it was I think, 47, 48,000 or so was around what it was, uh, what, two months ago, I think. And, you know, if you go back to previous times, the time that it's taken from when Bitcoin goes down to a low until it finally retests and confirms one way or the other, whether it's a, a lower high or if it's going to actually break through that resistance and, and create a, you know, a trend shift. Um, I, I mean, if you look at 2018, it took like nearly half a year. And I think most recently it took two to three months, right? So the, the, this move, you know, just at, just right now it came down again. I, I don't think there's any like on, on a shorter time frame, there's all kinds of stuff you can do, you know, in the one hour, on the four hour, there's a lot of, of trades to be made between now and six months from now, or many potential trades you could make, right? Um, but, but from a macro perspective, just thinking, okay, well, uh, let me just think about this in terms of months or years. How is it? Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of time between now and we get confirmation that, that this is the low or, or not or anything else. So I, I think patience is really the thing, especially just a feeling that I have during bear markets. It feels like things take longer to play out moves to. I don't know if that's actually true, but it's just like a feeling I have. I could agree to that. It's kind of what we've seen for sure. I think it's because you're so bored that time just <laughs> takes forever. <laughs> that's a real phenomenon, right? Like when you're not stimulated, time feels slower and you're more likely to make rash, you know, non-patience decisions. That's it's every aspect. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I, I think knowing if this move is going to make a lower high, the soonest that I would think we would get clarity on that, if I were to just guess, I'm completely crystal balling, right? It's a total guess. I would think around August, like you were saying, a couple months, I think is at minimum what we're looking at to get any clarity on that. I think so too, but I think that we, you know, early as early signs go, I didn't even realize I was already on normal candles, but I mean, this, as far as the traditional trader goes, you know, this hammer style candle was a reversal candle. It rejected perfectly off of market structure, all that jazz. Now we're potentially, we still have four days to figure this out. 
This is also why I feel like this little bearish push over last night, you know, it isn't really correlated with the rest of how things are moving generally. But if we could close back up, let's say around 30 or 32 by Sunday, this will turn into a bullish hammer candle, essentially taking our bottom to here at 29.9 and our top to whatever at 30 or even it's probably going to be at like 30, 30 and a half. But that would give us a higher low close weekly basis. It would give us a bullish hammer reversal candle. And I mean, it would start to again agree with the divergence, the money flow starting to turn up, the wave pinching off like there, there really is a good amount of stuff here to say we're probably going to continue at least for another month or two before getting a clear rejection off of the midterm resistance, which comes in around 3840 or the more macro resistances. P.O., did you have any uh, anything to say about what Trent said about the NASDAQ and the S&P? If I was to sum up my thoughts, I'd probably arrive at the same kind of probability assessment um, that Trent has outlined and that you've kind of seen as accurate probabilities in a TA. Like I, I absolutely believe, you know, look, the assumption is until it's not a proven assumption that Bitcoin and then all the alts will track tech and the Nasdaq. And yeah, I think that market can recover a bit before a lower high, you know, um, at the end of the summer as well, you know, like it's for in the traditional markets right now, you know, everyone's going on holidays and it's very low volume. I think some volatility is to be expected, but nothing goes straight down. Um, and I think bigger picture, longer term, I do think, you know, there's a lot of pain to come, um, but you don't go straight there. So I think if you're a trader, like it's pretty favorable environment. I think if you're an investor, you know, kind of zoom out, look at the higher time frames and kind of ask yourself what confluence do you have? Going to pick up a load of Google or Amazon here, like, you know, just because, you know, posted 5% in a week after a couple of red weeks. No, I, what he said really, I mean, I completely agree with essentially that we've, you know, we've seen a 30% push from the top. Does it make sense that we would just instantly reject from barely recovering maybe 5% and then taking another dive? Or would it make more sense that all the news is pumping out this bearish sediment? We actually go up as high as possible to push in as much sediment as possible to you know have more liquidity to dump out later, right? Like they got to recharge their ammo is really what I feel like you know, give give the hopium back because we've been like in this extreme bearish sediment for a couple months now, right? And as people have pointed out, we've never done more than seven red weeks in a row on Bitcoin. And now we've got nine. But if you look at it from our perspective with triple confirmation indicator, you'll see that two out of two out of nine were actually they weren't confluent candles. They were uh, indecision candles, right? They weren't true red, more sell volume than buy volume candles. And we technically, you actually do have seven red candles. Everything else is, you know, unsure. So maybe this, you know, I don't know. It's just one more thing that I really think that there's going to be some midterm, short-term rally that comes and, you know, pushes the hope back into the barrel. Yeah, I think from that market maker perspective and like you gotta look crypto in that sense you know people really did move this market and um, I, I think a lot of them got caught off guard by the external environment you know 
um, just like people in tech and, and whatnot. Inflation is transitory, blah, 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 and then the war. Um, so I think, yeah, a couple of green candles and you're going to get a lot of people thinking to the moon again. Uh-huh. Whereas wise old hacks will be like, look, let's get to the fork in the road that is, you know, major resistance level, maybe 39, 40, that kind of area, and see if it does what it is most likely going to do, which is form a lower eye or go past that. But... You know, you're going to have a, a lot of people longing above 35, 36 if they see Bitcoin going to break up from here. Exactly. And if we're only looking for potentially 38 or 40, those guys are buying in the middle, like always, right? Right in the fucking smack middle. Wah, wah, wah. So, yeah. I think that there's enough liquidity out there for people to think risk on, let's throw money out there. It's back on the moon, super cycle. Um, not just in crypto. I think general disbelief because um this is so volatile everything's so volatile. right yeah i mean like there's no freaking longs right now <laughs> there's nothing there's smart money starting to take position have been taking positions but otherwise like the number of of longs is is just medi- mediocre at best so i i don't i don't know man i just usually almost always this is how it goes right if it's gonna go down it's gonna go up first and if it's going to go up, it's going to go down first. So we're in this like, okay, we're we're having this quick smackdown. As long as we get a higher low, we're probably going to turn right back up. I don't think that this daily is going to completely engulf. I think it's going to make it look as close to an engulfing candle as it can. But reality says, you know, it probably does. We got half an hour here to essentially like, let's take a look here at our daily. What do we got to close below? Like, look at that. It's already. Yeah. So we got to close below. 29,450. We're at 29,9. I don't know. I don't think it's going to fully engulf. But if it doesn't, and we don't get a red dot, and we turn right back up at the zero line, like it, it, it actually looks pretty okay. Again, four hour. If we get a higher low, we hold the market structure, we take the fib lines back into a bullish posture, then that should push us, you know, towards making our way back up towards these, these previous levels. Um, do you guys have any closing thoughts? Anything else? Anything good? Oh, yes. Let's uh, quickly talk about the staking trend. Yeah. Um, So we decided to close the current staking contract because uh, there's a number of user experience issues with it. Uh, Most notably, when you go to create a stake, you really have to do it in the in the two step process, the approve and then create the stake. And if there's any, some users have had issues with the JavaScript where the pop-up works for approve, it goes through, but then when they go to actually create the stake, then it doesn't work. So then they have to refresh the page, approve again, go through the prompts again. Uh, Secondly, also if you approve and then you decide, oh, actually I don't want to make the stake just yet. And you go and decide you want to buy some more TC or earn it somehow, you know, on the discord. And then you come back. And then you want to create the stake. You you have to finish off your previous stake before you can then use go back again. And anyway, you kind of get the point. It's a bit cumbersome on the user experience side. Uh, we've already built out a new farming contract. It, it's really not so much a staking. I know that we've used that term, but it's really more like a token farm because we're giving you a uh, there's a reward for having it in there. Uh, but it's not necessarily to secure the blockchain, right? Because we're currently using Avalanche. We just thought that it would be better to close off the current staking contract. Airdrop tokens, depending on your... Uh, every so often, randomly take a snapshot and airdrop some reward tokens in, in lieu of the staking contract. And in the next few months or whenever we get 
uh, Alpha really, I mean, it's already kind of put together, but like when we got it tested and we're confident that everything's working, all the smart contracts are good, then uh, open that back up so that when you, our, our plan is that you can, in the future, when you deposit TC into the bot, you'll get TCC over time for having TC in there. And if you're using the bot, you'll get enhanced rewards. You'll get more than if you would just put TC in there and, and just leave it. For all of these reasons, we just thought it was the best to close off the current staking contract, uh, get prepared for alpha, and um, go from there. And then launch a, a product that is simply going to be better from a user experience standpoint. Hell yeah. So yeah, make sure you guys do read the update in TCC updates. Make sure you close what you have in the staking pool, please. And yeah, I think that covers that. We appreciate you guys taking the time to listen today. And, uh, you know, end of the day, shill. <laughs> Make sure you guys do check out tripleconfirmation.com if you haven't yet. Get all the fine details about what we're doing with TCC, TC Pot, Pothead World. We've got so many things going on in the background right now. Alpha of the bot coming out potentially very soon. And yeah, make sure you guys keep your eyes and ears open for that. We appreciate you. Make sure you have a great rest of your day. Thank you and goodbye.